Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. program, everybody. I'm Marianne Camarado. You've tuned in to Mary Ann Live. Yes, you're here. You made it. Another moment in your experience. One of the things that we love to do here on this program is invite you to deepen or cultivate your practice. The practice being the way we stay awake, right? The way we take all of the information that we gather on our journey trying to move through the world consciously and actually let it inform the way we move through the world, the way we interact with ourselves, each other, and the world. And having a practice, as you know, is the way we do that. The thing is, is it's hard. (laughs) It's hard. It is hard staying awake. There are so many ways that life pulls you into not that Right, survival being the number one. How do we get through what we need to get through to get to the next place? Living paycheck to paycheck, paying the mortgage, taking care of the kids, trying to find a place to live, um, moving from one relationship to the next, um, navigating life's complexity. So having a solid practice is what we're devoted to helping you do here. And we have been doing that for the last 12 years. So you're in the right place if that's what you're into. And the other thing that we love doing is, as a relationship expert, um, my thing for you is how do you attract and create healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationships, starting with the relationship with yourself, hence the foundation of practice, right? So today we're going to be working with taking responsibility for our health and wellness. Uh, Our guest later this hour is a gal that so many of us have come to know and love, Madison Taylor, um, who actually, Madison uh, is the co-founder and editor-in-chief of the popular website, the Daily Ohm email, Daily Ohm. Um, She's written a book for us called Unmedicated. So the inquiry today is going to be looking at where we are medicating in our lives And perhaps we are not wanting that to be the case. We want to be less medicated. We want to find alternatives for that medication. Um, One of the ways that Madison invites us to do that, and I'm going to invite us to take a look at that in our inquiry this morning or this afternoon or whatever time it is for you, um, is taking responsibility for your well-being. How are you doing that? So let's... Turn our attention inwards, taking a moment to arrive 
in this place, in this time, finding your breath as a way to connect with yourself more deeply right now, noticing the quality of your breath. If it feels fluid, or not, noticing in your body how your breath and your body are moving together, bringing your attention to your chest and your belly, maybe noticing the air and your breath moving in and out your mouth your nose, and just starting to feel into the sensations that this creates in your awareness to your embodied breath. Go ahead and scan your body now for any places you notice that are calling for your attention? Maybe your shoulders, maybe your belly's gurgling. Maybe you need to yawn like I just did, getting some more oxygen. Maybe your jaw. Paying attention to your body, whatever sensations arise, noticing any images that come forward, but just a sense of peace well-being that may be accompanying this breathing inquiry. Whatever it is, following that, adding some more breath to that. Settling in. And here comes the inquiry question. How can you take more responsibility for your well-being right now? Or what do you need to know about taking more responsibility for your well-being right now? What do you need to know or do to take more responsibility for your well-being right now?
and letting yourself be open to receive guidance from that deep inner wisdom that resides right inside. Just repeating, what do I need to know right now about taking greater responsibility for my well-being? Paying attention to any sensations in the body, drawing your attention, any thoughts, any images, any emotions. use an example of as I sit multitasking or using my dual awareness more appropriately named a sense of seeing myself laughing and experiencing more joy and following that right just curious about that image and then my heart opened and a smile came over my face and I could feel the momentum inside me moving towards that so that was my answer in this moment towards taking better or greater responsibility for my own well-being more joy Marianne more joy and in my image, there was connection. I typically find great joy in connection with loved ones. Not only, but often but one resource. So what's coming up for you? What offer has your deep inner guidance given you today about how you can take greater responsibility for your well-being? Making note of that, marking that for yourself. And turning our attention to the next part of our practice, which is finding perspective of gratitude, a posture of gratitude. And how do we do that? Right now, real time, uh, this live radio program is happening uh, in the United States during the holiday season. Um, many different holidays are celebrated right now, high holidays, um, Christmas and so on, uh, depending on what culture and religion or whatever your beliefs or proclivities are. It's, it's a hectic time often for people, family reunions, family get-togethers, presents, um, it stirs a lot. So... There's plenty of opportunities to be grateful, and it's also a really welcome inquiry. What are you grateful for this holiday season? That'll be the inquiry for today. What are you grateful for right now during this holiday season? And if you're listening to this as a podcast later, it's 
still a good inquiry just to find some way into what are you grateful for right now during this time. Wherever you're listening, all over the world, it may be another time, another season for you. Just noticing on the cusp of whatever season it is, moving from one to the next, what are you grateful for during this season? And all the season brings and leaves behind. Allowing yourself to notice the expanding experiences and the contracting experiences. Could be who are you grateful to? One of my favorite things to do that a girlfriend told me about Years ago, I loved that she was the recipient of this. We here in the Bay Area, we drive back and forth across the Golden Gate Bridge, and once upon a time there were toll takers, and uh, I used to love to pay the toll for somebody behind me and loved getting it, uh, receiving that as well. So in the spirit of that, one of my girlfriends, I don't know, six or seven years ago, started uh, doing a paying it forward at Starbucks, and I loved the idea. So I, I try to make a habit of that myself. And I always lean in and uh, say to the cashier, okay, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars and, and trust your intuition. You'll know who to pay it forward to, but don't tell them. Don't tell them who did it, right, because this is one of my practices. Go do something nice for somebody and don't let them know you did it. And I love it, and they love it. And it's just been an ongoing joy that I feel so grateful for that, that the Starbucks cashiers conspire with me, right? Just as an example, I'm grateful for these collaborative efforts to try to help, try to give, try to make other people's lives better. That is my area of gratitude in this moment. Where, what is yours? What are you grateful for right now? Could be just a moment of peace. The smallest thing can give us great gratitude great pause for gratitude and just noticing how that constellates for you. Right? Just feeling into that gratitude. And it's not easy to do. Not an easy thing to do. You know? Sounds easy. There's a lot happening a lot to deal with. It's hard. Surviving is hard. We go through periods where we are, I call them good patches, and then not that. Again, these seasons bring up all kinds of things. Do your best to find some place for gratitude because it really does expand where we are allowing us a greater sense of range of choice, wider experience. And the shift in perspective just changes things. Where you might have seen no space, it suddenly becomes space. Where your heart was closed, it can be open suddenly beautiful practice 
We're going to turn our attention now towards where we're headed right after the break with our guest, Madison Taylor. We're going to talk a little bit about this woman who knows a lot about gratitude and taking responsibility for her well-being. Anxiety disorders plague 40 million adults, or approximately 18% of the population, and growing major depressive disorders affect about 16 million adults. One of these statistics used to be Madison Taylor herself, the founder of the Daily Own website, and after years of taking medication, therapies, and, and more medication for chronic fatigue syndrome and clinical depression and anxiety, she created her own holistic path to wellness, and she's going to be sharing that with us today. Her new book called Unmedicated will be on sale in January um, 2018. Um, yeah, it's a powerful book. Uh, offers us a holistic path to wellness with alternatives to medication. Nobody's saying it's bad here. It can save lives, modern medicine. Um, what else is possible? How can we find alternative ways to deal with some of the issues that we struggle with and maybe aren't enjoying the effects of medication. I don't know about you, but I'm with Madison. I was born sensitive. I used to think it was awful, and I used to hate when people say that, God, you're so sensitive. Like, now I go, yeah, I am. And I'm intuitive because of it and rely on so many of the benefits of being so sensitive. It's part of what I do for a living. And then the shadow side to that is we feel so deeply and are sensitive to medications and the environment and sounds and so on and so on, and it makes it challenging. So folks who are particularly sensitive struggle when it comes to being faced with medication to deal with whatever life brings, whatever our physiology, our heritable um, DNA brings, and et cetera, et cetera. And we want alternatives. And then folks who aren't sensitive, who just don't want to be on medication, don't like the side effects, don't like any of it, and feel trapped. This is what we're going to be exploring in the next several segments to encounter the top of the hour. What else can we do? Cut back? Can we, can we trust ourselves? Can we find alternatives? You know, they're, they're, they push the meds so hard in our culture. And, and yes, we, we need them sometimes. But what else is true? That's what we're going to be talking about this hour. So uh, you want to stay tuned. Uh, is the co-founder and editor-in-chief of the popular inspirational website, The Daily Home. She's going to be joining us right after these messages, and uh, we're going to be talking with her about how we can begin to take responsibility, better responsibility for our wellness uh, and our well-being right after these messages. Sit tight, everybody. We'll be right back. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. 
Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. .com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody, we're so glad you're here. So we have ripened ourselves up for this next part of the program. We've dropped into the inquiry, what can we do right now, or what do we need to do or know about taking more responsibility for our well-being? And then right before the break, we talked about uh, in terms of using medication to address some of the things we're struggling with and what are our other choices as a, an avenue into a deeper conversation here. Well, as promised, Madison Taylor is joining us right now, the founder of Dalium website, and she's here on Marian Live. We're so delighted to have you here, Madison. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you here today. Yes, and under the circumstances, we want you all to know that Madison is down in Southern California braving the awful uh, conditions uh, that really are uh, just ravaging uh, the Southern California area. I'd love for you to check in with us about that, Madison, because I know it's heavy, pressing heavy on you and your well-being right now. Yes. Um... My company and my family were in Santa Barbara, and so we're dealing with the Thomas Fire, and it's right now on track to be the worst fire in California history, which is saying a lot. Uh, we have evacuated twice, and we are back now. Um, Santa Barbara was, I would say, literally a ghost town the last few days, and it was pretty tragic to see. Uh, but good news today, we have some blue sky, and we all have air purifiers. We have our masks that we can wear when we can go outside and wear our masks. Um, the fire has about 50% containment, um, no new flare-ups. So 
we're getting through it. Um, but as you know, Marianne, since you've been through this recently too, um, out of the ashes is such beauty, and mm-hmm. our, you, I'm sure you've witnessed it yourself. The strength of the community, the bonding, um, the beauty that comes forth. So there's always a silver lining, always. Yeah. Beautiful, and it's especially so when we're looking for it and poised for it, right, that shift in perspective. This is part of one of your four pillars that we're going to get into. We really need to do that work, prime that pump, and we can. And your story, again and again at every turn, you've taken these these opportunities for growth, these situations that have been awful, and turn them into opportunities for growth. And that's not a cliche. So let's actually talk a little bit about your really heroic journey through anxiety and depression and sensitivity and chronic fatigue and, oh, my God, (laughs) Madison, you know, that led you to your own healing journey. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, um, I had my first panic attack when I was... I want to say about third or fourth grade, and I remember it so clearly. Uh, I was lying in bed as an eight- or nine-year-old girl, and I was, for some reason, thinking about death, which most eight- or nine-year-olds think about, I guess. (laughs) Um, But because of the household I was raised in, I was raised with zero spirituality, with zero religion, uh, with no sense that I was a spiritual being in a human body. And so when the thought occurred to me that I was going to die someday, I thought that I was never going to exist again. And for millions of years and eons, and as a young girl, I shot up in bed, bolt upright, grabbed my chest, couldn't breathe, and I was in utter panic. Of course, at the time, I had no idea what was going on. I had no vocabulary for what that was. Uh, but that was my first instance of panic. Mm-hmm. And as I grew older, it stayed with me. Uh, I grew up in an abusive household with parents that, uh, well, my father was a rageaholic. I never mm-hmm. felt safe. And, you know, I was this shy, angelic, sensitive little girl. And to have, to be in a household where you never knew when the other shoe was going to drop with this rage. Um, And if you've ever experienced someone that has rage, you understand that it comes from the very depth of their being, and it's frightening. Mm. And so I learned to stay quiet as a mouse and to shove everything down. And so the more I shoved everything down, of course, the worse the panic and and anxiety became because Mm -hmm. that's the way it works. Um, In high school, I was always very sick with colds and flu because I was so stressed out all the time. I had no immune system. It was just Mm. completely tanked. And that led to many bouts of mono. And then on into my early 20s, um, I finally became so severely sick that I was bedridden and my husband, who was only my boyfriend at the time, he had to take care of me. I could no longer work. I was completely useless as a human being. And ultimately, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome eventually. So um, I think it goes by a different name nowadays. And at the time, 
in the 80s and 90s, they didn't know a lot about it. So it was really new territory for a lot of doctors, and there wasn't very much known about it. So, yeah, I became completely um, debilitated. Wow. And so there you were. And part of part of the story, um, part of your story that really touched me was a part that I think so many of us resonate with when something's wrong and we don't know what and we're moving from expert to doctor to emergency room to whoever to whatever we can find and try to treat what's going on with us. And when you're in your 20s, right, you... You think everybody has more information and is wiser than you are, right? This externally right. referenced sense of well-being, right? It must be someone out there should, needs to know what's going on inside of me, correct? Of course, and because there was also no Internet in those days. So all of the information I could get had to be from a magazine or a book. And you're raised in those days that... You're sick, you go to the doctor, you listen to the doctor, your doctor knows best. And by that point, I had no insurance, and I had spent tens of thousands of dollars on every test conceivable. And all the tests come back normal. Yeah. And right. I finally I'm, went to a neurologist, and right. he this said... Is it, right, this right? Your big turning point here. He said... You are the sickest person I have ever met, and I have no idea what's wrong with you. And I have to say I love him for that because there are very few doctors that have the guts to say that to a patient. And I so appreciate now his honesty because you don't see that anymore. But hearing those words is its devastating and frightening. Uh, but... Because he didn't know what was wrong with me, he handed me my first little green pill, you know, which was Prozac. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and that was uh, euphoric for a little while, you said, and then back to the symptoms were full on. And so then you went from treatment to what? I mean, you know, it was sort of like running the gauntlet, right, for years. Yeah, I felt like... Uh, somebody strapped me onto a hamster wheel, and there was no way to get off. And I'm sure some of your listeners have been here. How this works with antidepressants is they start to not work. You know, they usually they start you off at a low dosage, and you feel amazing. And I have to say, when I took that first little pill, the doctor told me it's going to take three to four weeks before you feel better. Well, 20 minutes later, I felt my brain spark. I felt alive for the first time ever in my whole life. And of course, no doctor will believe me, but because now I know how super sensitive I am, I'm just so sensitive. Mm. Of course, those little neurons were sparking and, you know, little ends that were supposed to meet were meeting the neurotransmitters and everything was like starting to fire properly. So of course I felt it. But what happens is then they stop working and you start to feel bad again. And so they ramp up your dose. And then you start to feel bad again. So they ramp up your dose. Pretty soon you're at a max dosage and they can't give you anymore. So then they switch you to a new medication. And that goes on and on and on. And you have to keep in mind that every time that happens, a change in dosage or a change in medication, you're on the floor feeling horrible and unable to function. 
And then on top of that, they want to add other things. Oh, well, let's add some anti-anxiety medicine in there as well. And so pretty soon you're walking around, you know, like a zombie. Uh, We're going to go to break on that note. For all of you out there relating to any part of this, whatever you're struggling with, stay tuned when we return more right here on Marion Live with Madison Taylor. Unmedicated, we're talking about the four pillars next of natural wellness, the track, an alternative track to medication right here on Marion Live. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for us. us. Shh. Over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. Daily Home founder Madison Taylor is here sharing her blueprint for inner peace. That's what's on deck now. How do we go from being debilitated by medication, by whatever ailment we're struggling with, and then find our way to a holistic answer. Well, Madison, that's the question that was facing you, but you didn't necessarily know it, right? That's absolutely true. Uh, You know, I was a silly girl in my early 20s, unable to work, highly medicated, disabled, you know, really depressed. And I told the neurologist when he gave me the my Prozac, I said, I'm not depressed. And he says, you are. You just don't know it. You've been sick for so long. Of course you're depressed. It's not your fault. It's natural to be depressed um, when you're so ill. And so I really, I really felt a burning desire inside of myself to heal myself. I thought, I have the rest of my life to live. I don't want to live it sick and tired and depressed and anxious and 
you know, the antidepressants gave me enough energy to get off the sofa. And there was a little new age town, a new age bookstore, or a new thought bookstore in my neighborhood. And I walked in there one day and I bought a meditation music CD. And I started to sit with the music every day for 40 minutes. And that, for me, was a super important step in my healing because that got me to slow down and start what would become my meditation journey. And my meditation journey is where I started to get my information fed to me, what I needed to do to help heal myself. Mm. Yeah, turning in, tapping into that interior guidance, which is a real shift from, you know, our um, allopathic culture, which is... um, Wisdom comes from outside of us, right? Somebody else knows what's right for us. And this main shift you made was, oh, I, you know, following that intuition and you found your guidance right inside. Well, what came from that were the four pillars that you're going to share with us, correct? Yes. So, um, you know, people ask me, how did you come up with this program to get yourself off medication and stay off medication? And it came in the first tool in my toolbox that I learned and to me the most important and that was my meditation practice because when my mind became clear and open and uncluttered and enabled the information to come through me so a doctor didn't come up with the four pillars for me it came from my higher self you can call it God universe spirit um, a combination of all of that. And so by getting that first meditation CD, which was just music, wasn't even a guided meditation, I was able to then go into guided meditations and then finally trained myself into sitting silently. And because I was so sick, I couldn't even sit for mm-hmm. 20 minutes or even 10 minutes. I And I had to lie down in a bed. I couldn't even sit. Uh, but I did it. And that's the important ingredient here is actually I I got up and I did it, and I put myself in the driver's seat because no one else was going to cure me, and I had to take care of control of my own health. And for me, there was no Internet. I was feeling like that was my gateway was meditation, and sure enough, that's really where it all started was to learn Mm. to get quiet and still my mind so that the good stuff could come through. Talk, talk a little bit about uh, the emotional aspect. I remember during my, you know, because this is a fairly um, consistent way of what people call awakening. Mm-hmm. When we have awakenings is we turn towards what is most painful and we sit with it yeah. and then we find our way through. But I love hearing about the emotions that come with it. For example, when I first started on my journey sitting with myself, having similar issues and so forth, a debilitating panic disorder. The last thing I wanted to do was sit quietly yeah. with my pain. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, it's, that, that was even, it was almost worse sounding than actually the pain I was in, you know? Yeah. I, I, would, I did everything I could to not be alone with myself and this awful pain. So I, the emotions I, that came up for me were initially very upsetting and disturbing, yet they led me to my freedom. Talk about your uh, experience with your emotions and what you faced in that sitting. Well, it's interesting. I almost had the opposite because for me, um, the antidepressants made me so numb. 
And so I wasn't able to cry um, or even feel a lot of fear. Uh, it was really very numbing for my body. And I know they react differently in everyone, but my entire life, I've always had this little voice because I was suicidal my whole life, um, starting from a young age. But I always had this little inner voice that knew I just had to get through this, whatever that was, because mm-hmm. there's something more waiting for me. And mm-hmm. I'm so fortunate to have had that, and I know a lot of people don't, And but I never knew what it was. Of course, now I know what it is. It's doing the work mm-hmm. I do in the world today. But I needed to stay with my body, stay in this world, and keep going, just keep going through it. And so it was just this tiny little voice that I would get mad at because I wanted to be released from my body. I didn't Mm. want to be in this world. I wanted to die. Um, But that little voice kept me going. And so it helped me sit, and Mm. it helped me take that action step every day of sitting. And... Mm. The pain for me, you know, we're all built differently and our emotions and feelings and our trauma is so different. For me, a lot of that didn't come up until much, much later when I got off the medicine and felt myself for the first time and was left. But by that time, I had my toolbox of strength, and so I could face it a lot easier. There it is. A little bit different around. Yeah, I completely understand that. And I was not on medication, so I wasn't, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to compare apples with apples, just the actual sitting and facing, whatever it is. Like you said, unmedicated, up comes a myriad of feelings, like you said, that you had been pushing down. The, the, The thread I was following is that from the time you were a little girl, we're taught push it down, don't feel it, you know, get small, be quiet, all of those things. And then all of a sudden when we finally are sitting with whatever's here, up it comes, right? Yeah. And a lot of times that's where people start their panic and anxiety journey because it's so overwhelming. I remember um, waking up in the middle of the night, hitting my bed and hitting my pillow because I'd have this anger coming out in my dreams. Yes. And, um because I had my program for myself already set in place, I was lucky that I had my toolbox uh, to work my program so that I didn't lose my mind. And yes. it's absolutely frightening when all that comes up. And I sort of, I, I'm a very visual person, and so I, I visualize um, my entire life of trauma as sort of winding the clock, winding the clock, right? Winding it, winding it, winding it. And then when we start the healing process, we need to slowly start unwinding all of that. And depending when you start your healing journey, I um, had a lot of good years of trauma behind me. I had a lot of unwinding to do. Mm. And, um, you know, sometimes it's not pretty and delicate, and sometimes it's very ugly. And so having a really good toolbox in place is what's going to save you, and it's super important because we don't want to go back on medication. And I'm speaking for myself. I'm not anti-medication. That's right. And, and these are for, this is for folks who are interested in an alternative to that. So uh, pillar one, clear your mind. You've got basic beginner's meditations for us. You've got all kinds of support, guided meditation, 
uh, suggestions on what to do to clear our mind in your beautiful new book coming out in January. Unmedicated is the title. We're with Madison Taylor. We're going to be right back for more right here on Marian Live. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No, no More Love, love life, life Drama for us. us. Shh. Over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody. Hey, we're talking about being unmedicated. Okay, I know this is like a four-letter word in our culture, right? Because so many of us have been faced with the uh, situation where we've had to decide, do we take medication to address this, that, anxiety, depression, our children? You know, if every other kid gets diagnosed with ADHD and on and on, all we're saying here, Madison Taylor is, is here having the courage to say, look, it is possible that if you turn your attention inwards and tap into your inner guidance and listen to your interior sense of healing, you can go on a different journey. And you can do it without medication, perhaps. That's the invitation here. You have to pick up a copy of her book in January. Madison, you talked about mindfulness practice as the first place for us as one of your pillars. The next one is you call nurturing your spirit and then strengthening your body's pillar three and then finding your tribe. Talk to us about these other three pillars in our, uh, our last segment here. Yeah, so I feel like my program is really building blocks, and one feeds off the other. So when you have this great foundation, pillar one of meditation, we can go into pillar three and start our journaling work. And this is where we get all of the thoughts out of our head and slow down, because when, we, when pen meets paper, we slow down our thoughts 
when we just think our thoughts in the shower or when we're driving, we just flip, flip, flip all over the place. So when we journal, we slow down and drop into it. And part of this pillar is also doing some writing assignments, um, writing about your fear, writing about how you self-sabotage, writing about forgiveness. And then at the end of that pillar, we move into some creativity, which, you know, we have to have a a little fun into our process. Oh, yeah. All really (laughs) be super hard work. And so all of that I call nurturing your spirit because that's really, really good stuff. We want to address what our pain is and examine it in a really safe way. And journaling Mm -hmm. is a really safe way to examine and process um, what's been hidden for so long. And we can bring it up in a really gentle way and look at it and not um, have these explosive emotions and get out of control and lose our footing that we've already gained so far. And so that's nurture your spirit. And in Pillar 3, Strengthen Your Body, I talk a lot about, you know, your physical body um, needs the support to do this work. So we need to cut out the sugar. We need to supplement with vitamins or whatever you would choose to take. We need to eat healthy, organic food. Without a strong physical body, it's really hard to do our emotional work. And then in Pillar 4, I talk about finding your tribe and... This is really about community. This is about uh, why we isolate. And people that are depressed and anxious, we isolate. I've stayed in my house for a year before and not gone anywhere and talked to anybody because I'm self-sabotaging. I feel useless. I'm so depressed I can't get off the sofa. Um, I feel like I have nothing to contribute to a friendship. You know, all of these reasons we isolate. And so we're masters at that. So finding community and friendship and having in-person tea dates instead of, um, you know, emailing people, having the human connection, um, giving back and service work. So that's all, the whole book is, is to me like a dance. All of the moving parts move together in a in a beautiful flow of a dance. Beautiful. A wonderful practice, by the way, if you are near a pen and paper, speaking of journaling, um, where do you want us to go come the new year uh, to find your book, Madison? Um, the book will be sold on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And I always love to support local bookstores, so you can always ask your local bookseller to order it for you if they don't have it. And um, you can look on madisontaylor.com or dailyom.com for more information as well. Beautiful. So on the uh, upside to this practice, which, by the way, is hard work and worth every drop of it, as most of you already know, having a practice, takes everything you got, right? That's yeah. why you keep tuning in. We need all the support we can have. And having a four-pillared program to choose something other than medication is essential. Tell us, your success story is, is really quite beautiful. Um, as a result of practicing these uh, steps yourself, embracing this, this practice, uh, you birthed the daily own. Yes, um, I created Daily Om in 2004 when I was 
coming out of the thick of it and really in full healthy awareness. And my husband and I wanted to help shift the planet together. And we birthed Dalyum together. And what Dalyum is, is it's a daily inspirational email that I write that goes into your inbox. It's free because I don't think that healing yourself should cost a lot of money. And then we also sell online courses. I have a few myself, but we also have other authors. And they span the whole range of personal development and even on into yoga and fitness courses as well. And those are a pay-what-you-can basis. Um, the suggested rate is, I think, 20 or $25. If you can't afford that, you can go down to $10 or you can go up to 40 um, again, I feel like everyone should have access to be able to heal themselves, and that's the reason that we do that. And, you know, all the pillars in my book, too, that's free. There's really no cost except for maybe buying a journal. So I'm really, I'm really an advocate for having healing being available to everybody. I, I'm not into these $10,000 weekends that you have to go on to heal yourself. Yeah, right. I just I don't get that. And if some people want to do that, bless them, good for them. I'm happy, but I think that there's a lot of people that need free or low-cost help. And so, yeah, so we want to help shift the planet and awaken more people and help people realize that you're a spirit in a human body, that you can put yourself in the driver's seat of your life, um, and we all have the capacity to do that. Wow, it's beautiful. And as you illustrated yourself in your own experience, just turning your attention inward, right, to your interior connection with self. Yeah. Following that practice. You said the wisdom has always been inside of you, and the invitation is to turn towards that. And your support of that is just stunningly beautiful, Madison, you and your husband. Thank you. Uh, what you've done and offered all of us here uh, in the Western world and beyond has, has just been so inspirational and beautiful. And um, the courage you've had to share with us your own healing story is just gorgeous. What do you want to leave us with? We're at the top of the hour. Well, I want to let everyone know to really trust your gut. Again, you're in the driver's seat of your own health. Trust your gut. Listen to that inner voice. You have one. And decide the best path for you for your health and wellness. If it's medication, wonderful. I support you in that. If you don't want to be medicated, there are options to not be medicated. And um, you are in control of your destiny. Put yourself in the driver's seat. Trust your intuition. And um, I would love for people to try some of these tools in my book to help improve their life. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your generous spirit and, again, just your beautiful soul. Thank you. Madison. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime here on Marian Live. I'd love to be back. <laughs> Great. Everybody sit tight. We'll be back for our wrap, last part of our practice. Blessings to you, Madison, in your journey, and we hope your book is a great success. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, 
we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Wow, right? There is an alternative, and it resides right inside of you. It's a beautiful, knowing, a wonderful place to arrive at. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks again to Madison Taylor, co-founder of The Daily Ohm. Uh, yeah, so here's the thing. Next week, Nisha Zenoff is going to be here. She's written a book called The Unspeakable Loss. How do you live after a child dies? She shares with us her story. It's, it's unbelievable. You don't want to miss this program, um, particularly uh, as most of us either know someone who's lost a child, you may have lost a child in your own life. Um, it, it's just the, the story is so moving and and uh, connects us deeply to uh, the, the bigger questions in life. Um, please tune in for that program. In the meantime, go do something for somebody else. Don't let them know you did it. That's the third part of your practice. We wish you every blessing. Uh, enjoy this season wherever you find yourself in it. Take care.